0: This morning's scripture is taken from Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 23. Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 23. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores, and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried, and in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torment, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. Good morning and welcome again to our worship service. We are grateful for your presence. As was mentioned earlier, we do have a large number away. I suspect that the holiday weekend probably has something to do with that, but we pray that they will have a safe return, and if you are traveling this week, we pray for your safe travel and that you will be able to be back, be back with us very, very soon. We are grateful for the opportunity to be together, as always, as God's people. What a beautiful day we have. We are thankful for this past Friday, the Fourth of July, reminding us of our freedom, the independence that we enjoy as a nation. It is our prayer that God will continue to bless us as a nation of people with the great freedoms that we have enjoyed down through the ages. In our study this morning, I want us to look at Luke chapter 16 for a moment, and I want us to focus our minds for just a minute or two on what Jesus shares with us in this narrative about two individuals, the rich man and Lazarus. And really what we're going to do is take some excerpts from this story that has been provided for us by Jesus and then make some application to our own lives. But what I want us to do for a moment or two is think about the theme, you died last night. Now, you're probably thinking... I would really rather not think about that, and I understand, but for just a few moments I want you to very seriously and soberly think about this theme, you died last night, because really in Luke 16 that is the picture before us, two individuals that step out into eternity And so, we're going to think for a moment or two about this theme, You Died Last Night. There are some preliminary considerations that I want to call your attention to, and really, in looking at these preliminary considerations, there are two facts that I want to bring to your attention. And then we're going to note some possibilities, some choices that we make in life that ultimately lead to our eternal destination. But First of all, let's think about these preliminary thoughts. The first thing that I would call your attention to is the certainty of death. Now many of us, we do not like to think about death, and that is extremely understandable. As a matter of fact, I do not like to think about death, but I do know that those of us that belong to the human family, we are going to one day walk the corridors of death. Job said in Job 14 at verse 1, man born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. And then also we think about the psalmist in Psalm 90 at verse 10 when he said the days of our years are threescore and ten and if by reason of strength they be fourscore years yet is their strength sorrow and labor it is soon cut off and we fly away and really what the psalmist there is saying is that we may live to be seventy or eighty years of age but ultimately our physical tenure here upon this earth is cut down and we fly away and so in verse 12 he said so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom in Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27 the Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die after this cometh the judgment and then James in chapter 4 verse 14 he asked the question what is your life it is even as a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away what would be a good definition of death well in James chapter 2 verse 26 James said, the body without the spirit is dead. Now I know that there are a lot of people in our world today that have the idea that they have had some out-of-body experience or near-death experience. And by that, they will talk about how they died on an operating table or they had an automobile accident and their spirit hovered over their body, etc. And that makes for good television. But when we talk about a scriptural definition of death, it is a separation of the body and the spirit. Clinically, a person may be pronounced dead on the operating table. Paramedics may pronounce an individual dead on the scene. But scripturally speaking, Death is the separation of the body and the spirit. And when that spirit leaves the body, it's not coming back. It's gone. Just like what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes chapter 12. He talked about how the spirit returns to God who gave it life. And so that's what the Bible says concerning death. And unless the Lord comes, all of us will one day take that journey. But then there is a second thing that I would call your attention to. And this has to do with the concern of deity. God desires the salvation of every person. That's what the Bible is all about, salvation. The Hebrew writer asked the question in the long ago, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation in Hebrews chapter 2 at verse 4? Well, salvation is great. Jesus said that the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost in Luke 19, verse 10. In John chapter 3, at verse 16, Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not the Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8, Paul writes, but God commendeth his own love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The Bible pictures for us the tremendous love of Almighty God for the human family. God, in his great love, has made it possible for us to enjoy the blessings of salvation. And so in 1 Timothy chapter 2 at verse 4, The Bible says that God would have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And then in 2 Peter chapter 3, at verse 9, Peter said, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. In Ezekiel chapter 33, at verse 11, the prophet said, speaking of God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked but that the wicked may turn from his evil way and live. God is interested in your salvation. God is interested in you as an individual. He loves each and every one of us. His love is profound. And the length to which he has gone to save us is beyond human comprehension. And so these are some... Things that we need to think about. Number one, fact number one, the certainty of death. Fact number two, the concern of deity. God has done everything possible to save you from sin. He has gone to great lengths to save you. That's why we have the Bible. The Bible is a blueprint for us to follow. And really, this book is a message of love. It is an invitation for us to come to Christ. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. In John 10, verse 10. In verse 11, he said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Jesus came and died for our sins. The question is, Have we availed ourselves of the opportunities of salvation? But now I want us to think about the possibilities. I said for a moment or two, I want you to think with me about the theme, you died last night. Now, granted, that's really not something that we like to think about. We expect older people to die, don't we? But we know, as one individual has said in days gone by, that young people, they die as well. The old will die, the young do die. But as you and I contemplate our own physical death, maybe last night we had a heart attack. Maybe we were involved in an automobile accident. Maybe we had a stroke. Something happened last night, and we died. Your body right now is at Brantley Funeral Home. Plans are underway for your funeral service to be conducted here at the building tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Your body is being prepared by the undertaker for viewing. In just a few short hours, you and I, those of us who are your friends, rather, we will be assembling at Brantley Funeral Home to offer condolences to your family because you died last night. Now, when you think about death, You have to understand that the physical body has now been separated from that inward soul or spirit. And so while your body is resting at the funeral home, your spirit or soul is in one of two places. Note, if you would, what Jesus said in Luke 16. He speaks of how the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. What we're talking about here is that place described by Jesus as paradise. In Luke 23, verse 43, when one of the thieves hanging on the cross said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come in your kingdom. And Jesus said, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. That's the bosom of Abraham. It is described by Jesus as a place of comfort in verse 25. But there is another abode. The Bible says that the rich man, he also died, and he was buried. And verse 23 says, and being in torments in Hades. In 2 Peter chapter 2 at verse 4, Peter talks about the angels that sinned, and he said, God cast them down. To hell, And really the original language there is Tartarus, T A R T A It is the abode of the unrighteous. And so your soul, your spirit is in one of those two places. You died last night. Now you're either in paradise or the bosom of Abraham or you are in Tartarus. Where are you? Tartarus is described as a place of torment. Now if you died last night there are some drastic changes that have taken place. Number one you will never again see the sun rise or set. That's gone forever. You will never again be afforded the opportunity of enjoying the change of seasons. The fall as it gives way to winter. Winter as it yields to spring and spring to summer. Those days are gone. You will never again have the opportunity to look in the eyes of your mate and verbalize your love. As a parent you'll never have the opportunity to express your love for your child ever again on this earth. You'll never have the opportunity to hug your child And if you are a young person, you'll never have the opportunity again to visit with your friends on this earth. You'll never have the opportunity to talk with your parents, to express your love for them because you died last night. You see, your spirit is in that eternal realm. You're not coming back here again. There are a couple of things you need to remember. At death, There is no crossing over. We go to one of two places, either paradise or the bosom of Abraham, or we go to Tartarus, a place called torment. And as Jesus said, there is no crossing over and there is no coming back. Look at verse 26 of Luke 16. Jesus said, and besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed. So that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. I think sometimes individuals have the idea that at death, they're going to be afforded a second chance. Or maybe they can come back and make things right. Or maybe somehow, because of the mercy of God they're going to be afforded some kind of opportunity to make things right and then move from one place to another. Well, that's not the case. There's no crossing over, and there's no coming back. You died last night, and your body is now at Brantley Funeral Home. As I said a moment ago, we'll be offering our respects to your family members. But where are you? I'm not talking about where is your physical body. I want to know where is your soul? Where is your spirit? Now, you might be thinking right now, you know, I've been meaning to obey the gospel. I've been studying the Bible and I've been thinking about the need to be baptized into Jesus Christ. I know that Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, he that believeth not shall be condemned. I know that Peter said, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. I've been thinking about that, and you know what? Today, July the 6th, this is the day I'm obeying the gospel. No, you won't do that today because you died last night. You died last night. Your body is at Brantley Funeral Home, and your eternal soul has now departed this fear. You're not going to be afforded that opportunity. It's too late. You're not going to have the chance to be baptized into Christ. Now it might be the case that you're thinking, well I've been baptized but I'm going to be restored. I've been meaning to go forward to ask for the prayers of the church. I know I've not been living right. I know I haven't been faithful to the worship services. I know that my my life has not been focused on Christ. I know I haven't been seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I know I have a foul mouth, a poor attitude. I know that my life has been a poor reflection of Christianity. I'm going to be restored today. No, you won't do that today because you died last night. And your soul is now departed this world. You're in that eternal realm and it's not coming back. You see, the opportunity for you to have obeyed the gospel ended last night. You're not going to obey the gospel. You're not going to be restored to Christ. No, you're in eternity now. And the Bible says that you will await the judgment of Almighty God. And when Jesus comes again, you will be ushered before his throne. And the Bible says every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess to God. You're going to give an account of your body of the deeds of this life to Almighty God. What's he going to say to you? You died last night. Your heart wasn't right with God. You know what God's going to say? The Lord's going to say, Depart from me, you cursed, into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Not a comforting thought, is it? Now let me just ask this question. If you had died last night, if you had died last night, where would you be right now? I'm not talking about where you think you might be. Where would you be? You know whether or not you've obeyed the gospel. If you haven't obeyed the gospel, and you had died last night, you have no hope. Paul said, you have no hope, and you are without God, Ephesians 2, verse 12. If you are unfaithful to the cause of Christ, where are you right now? You're in Tartarus. And there you will await the judgment of God to come. I know what you're thinking. You may be saying to yourself right now, I'm a pretty tough person. Matter of fact, I've I've carved a pretty good living out for myself. I've worked in the heat of the day. I've borne the heat of the day, and I've done some some pretty tough things in this life. And if I have to go to to Tartarus, or if I have to go to that place called Gehenna one day, I'll just take it. I'll go to Tartarus or I'll go to hell and I'll just take it there. No, you won't go and just take it. You may think you'll take it, but you won't. No, the Bible says that this man was in torment. His torment was such that he cried out to Lazarus to tip, or rather to dip the tip of his finger in water to cool his tongue. I think sometimes we have the idea that hell's not going to be as bad as what some people say, that the abode of the unrighteous is going to maybe be a little bit less frightening and fearful as what the Bible portrays it. Let me tell you, if anything, it may be far worse than we can even imagine. In Revelation chapter 20, John speaks of that eternal abode. And he speaks of those who will find themselves in that lake which burns with fire and brimstone. And he said they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. How long is forever? It is unending. It is ceaseless. You died last night. Where are you? Where are you right now? I read the obituary every day. It's amazing to me what some people will have said about them in an obituary. Some may be factual. Some of what's said may be factual. Some may not be. You see, we can say anything we want to say. Our loved ones can say whatever they want to say about us. But one thing is certain. God knows what's true. The Bible says, the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. Proverbs 15. God knows your life. He knows how you're living now. And had you died last night, what would the commentary be on your life? The beauty of this lesson is you didn't die last night, but you could have. And had you died last night, your eternal fate would be sealed forevermore. There would be no second chances. There would be no opportunity for you to be baptized into Christ as we speak or to be restored to your first love. That's why you need to take the opportunity before you this morning. If you're here today and you're not a member of the Lord's Church, I would plead with you, come to Christ I'm not sure how many funerals that I've had the opportunity to speak at in days gone by. I have performed funeral services for infants, teenagers, and adults, young adults. Don't think you're going to live forever. There are a lot of people in our world today, they're banking on the fact that they're going to be here tomorrow. You may not be. I hope and pray you are. But what you need to do is make sure that your spiritual life is right today. Today. If you're unfaithful to the cause of Christ, now is the time to be restored. Don't wait another hour. Don't leave this building unfaithful to the Lord. When we can pray for you and with you and God will abundantly pardon 1 John 1. Verse 9. What the Bible says is true. What we have to do is make sure that our life conforms to the will of God. Had you died last night, where would you be right now? I know where your body would be. But where would your soul be? Moreover, where will your soul be forevermore? In heaven or in hell? Only you can answer that question. Would you come as we stand and sing?